Hi, I'm Polina. And I'm Peter. Welcome to Tap Into the Extraordinary Podcast, the accountability circle for go-getters, overachievers, and big dreamers. Join us as we discover what it takes to tap into the extraordinary. Hello there. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? How's Bulgaria? Yeah, Bulgaria is beautiful and sunny. I'm not exactly sure if I'm ready to come back just yet. (laughs) I have spent so much time in nature. My friends think I need a reintroduction into society after all my holidays. It's Mm -hmm. been I've spent so much time hiking and out and about, but it's been beautiful. I think very. I feel very appreciative of the freedom to be able to move around freely and to go Mm -hmm. without too many restrictions. Yeah. So, what's the weather actually been like, temperature-wise? Oh my god, it's been really hot today. I think it's like thirty-four degrees. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Finally, and it's been like that most days. Uh, it was a bit cooler in the mountains when I went traveling, but apart from that, it's been very hot. Finally, as always, when I go on holiday, if you ever wanted to know whether the weather in the UK would be good, you just need mm-hmm. to know that I am going on holiday and leaving the country because every time I leave the country, the weather in the UK like flourishes and turns really hot. <laughs> and that seems to be the case this time as well because I heard it's really hot where you are as well. Yeah, it's, oh God, it's been, like I'm sweating, <laughs> like recording this. It's really, <laughs> really, really hot. We had a storm last night where up in Shropshire where I am. It was just, it was a nice um, respite from just the heat. I mean, I think it's been like, I think over the weekend it was like 30, 30 odd. I think yesterday was maybe like 25, 26. And today, I don't know what it is today, um, but it's hot. It's it's hot. It really, really is. So it's been nice to have this, but I've been, um, I've been sat indoors working basically. So I've not really had the opportunity to go out and enjoy it. I did a little bit over the weekend, but yeah, it's it's been nice. It's been, a, it's been different and not looking out the window. And having it rain effectively so yeah yeah the only the only thing bad about good weather in the uk is that as you said you're usually at work so you don't really get to enjoy it much so i'm not like the most excited person when the weather in the uk is good because i'm like well now i just have to torture myself and look at it through the window mm-hmm. it makes a difference to people's mood i think for sure yeah um, you can see why people in mediterranean countries are always happy <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, weather has a huge impact. It's like, that's one of the reasons why I want to move to Dubai in a couple of years, just to have a little bit more um, of a different way of life. You feel better when the sun is out and it's bright and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. There is something about that. Um, how was your week in terms of goals? I know you have your conference coming up this week and there's a lot going on, I'm sure. It's crazy preparation ahead of the big day. So how is everything coming along? Yeah, so on, on the goals last week, in terms of like setting some like the goals and for the business and stuff like that, um, it led me down a different kind of like path, if that if really, if I'm completely honest. And it's kind of made me start to think about, you know, if our my goal in two years is to be out in Dubai, it's about building this out and focusing my energies on on what is likely to enable that in two years' time. Yeah. So it's given me a really good framework and nudging me down the direction of what I need to focus on. Okay. It's just the practicality of actually being able to do that, what that looks like specifically, um, and actually moving a load of the stuff that I'm doing already around to accommodate for that. So it's been, okay. it's been good. It's been eye opening, but I've still, I've still got a little bit of work to do on it because yeah. The, the, the two-year junction is my, is the next big thing for, mm-hmm. for us, really, to be honest. So everything has to be in line, and, in line with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I definitely feel like sometimes when you look at that bigger picture and try to draw out a plan for, like, a strategic overview of what you want your business or, like, your life to be, that I feel like it always draws out things you didn't necessarily inspect, in, expect when you are stuck into it day to day in terms of what actually delivers the most results. What's that 20% of work that will deliver you 80% of the results? Yeah. I mean, that's been the tough thing really, because it's kind of like, you know, I've got all these great ideas of things I want actually want to do, but actually what is actually going to give me the ability to do what I want? I don't want to be tied to a location pretty much. Mm -hmm. So you want to move out to Dubai, 
um, spend some time out there. We've got friends out there. Um, one of the clients potentially that I'm going to be coaching is actually based out there. So I had a good conversation with them. But at the end of the day, in order for that to happen, we need uh, income. So yeah. how do I build that online? That doesn't, that means that I have the freedom to live out in Dubai or live out in Thailand or wherever it is while yeah. still doing what I'm doing currently and yeah. generating income. So yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> I kind of know what I need to do. It's just making sure that from a practicality point of view, I'm able to do it. And that means moving a load of stuff around. Yeah. Moving a load of stuff around to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is what a lot of people struggle with as well. Like it's actually sussing out what, what's actually giving you results and what's keeping you busy. Cause it's really easy when you think about your plans to be like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And like, you can come up with 20 different things that you want to do, but in reality, what is taking you to that end goal? And then is that end goal changing as well? Cause it's okay. The end goal changes at the time. Um, I think obviously for you, it hasn't changed, but like when I, even just being away for three weeks now, I feel like I need to go back to the UK and redraw everything. Like mm. just being away three weeks, I'm like, okay, I need to go home. And now with fresh eyes, look at my vision board and my goals for the rest of the year. And yeah. actually like very savage, should I say, very critical with what needs to be there and what doesn't need to be there. Because yeah. there is an element of is busy just keeping busy or is he actually delivering? Well, that's the thing that I'm struggling with at the moment. It's like I'm busy, but is it really is it really delivering what I need it to? The really honest to that answer to that is a lot of the stuff that I'm really, really busy with isn't really giving me the results that I need or or want in order for me to happen, you know, have that this fulfill yeah. this two year goal. So even having a look at things like, you know, the money intelligence side of things and whether we do any work with corporates on financial well-being, I'm now asking the question of, okay, so actually is that really realistic with the two year goal? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. actually it may mean that actually, you know what I say, you know, we're not going to do that. Well, I'm yeah. not going to focus my energies on that because it doesn't help me with the two year goal because that's what we want to do. We definitely want to move out to Dubai for a couple of years. Well, in a couple of years time, we don't know how long we're going to be there, but we do want a different pace of life. Yeah. Joy, you know, sort of a different, a different environment basically yeah. so i have to be really really honest and brutal in terms of okay so all the other stuff that i want to do does it feed into that if it doesn't then unfortunately it will go and the other way the one way that i know that i can make this happen means that i need to put more effort into one particular thing but it's how i'm going to do that it's like re- i want i need to get as granular as possible around whether i can or not yeah yeah what about you how have you gone um i got on okay like not spectacular i was on holiday for the last five days so that hasn't really left a ton of time to do a lot but i I think i got on like okay um i have kept up my exercise if anything it was more of an active holiday so when i say i was on holiday do not imagine me laying by the pool because i did that for exactly two hours out of the five days Mm. Of the time I was hiking mountains and like areas that no humans should be hiking uh, but it was it was intense it was a lot of exercise like outdoor exercise so I have kept up with that I did do two courses on the go while traveling so Good. oh well you you had one down last week so that's that's a win yeah I know exactly and then gearing up to my return to the UK next week and then my last thing, which was doing the marketing, well, planning um, for the marketing push for the e-commerce website that we are about to launch for the family business next week um, and actually setting some goals. That is something I haven't done. I have discussed it with them and I've started thinking about what the launch would look like and how we tie everything together. But um, there was a decision made last night that the official launch will be on the 19th of August, which is next nice. Monday. So I need to start planning for this now and actually do some preparation ahead of it. But it's exciting. Everyone's made commitments. All my stakeholders, which is literally my family, Mm -hmm. are on board with it. (laughs) So um, it's a different kind of working relationship when you have to like manage your mother as your Mm -hmm. key stakeholder in a project. Uh, But it's been interesting, yeah. So I think now I just need to actually do the work for 
the marketing staff. We did set, actually saying that, we did set some financial goals yesterday, like last yeah. night. So we have financial goals and targets for that e-commerce business. Uh, it's just, as you said, how do we get there? This is the part I need to figure out now. And I need to figure out your marketing. We've already worked out the product sides. So now we just need to figure out the marketing side that mm-hmm. going to drive those sales. So um, I would say I did pretty good, given that I was on holiday. It was okay. It was a good week. You got through a lot, to be honest, <laughs> to be fair. And bearing in mind that you are on holiday. So that's a, that's a really, really good week. It's a funny one because I, I, I did message you halfway through that holiday to say I feel like I should be doing more. And it's the syndrome of the overachiever. Even on holiday, you're like never switching off. Mm-hmm. And I'm recording this podcast still on holiday. And for me, this is like nothing. This is like things that we my spare time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to my family and friends, it's like, you're still working. This is not what holidays are meant to be. And I'm like, it depends how you see it. Depends who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Definitely. So what are we talking about today? Because I know you've got a really good topic. Um, so today I wanted to talk about, um, there was a quote I read in Think and Grow Rich, which all of you know by now, <laughs> I read a couple of months ago. And there was a quote there that sparked a lot of thoughts in me when I read it. And like it immediately like hit a chord. And the quote was uh, by Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich. And he says, the day of the go-getter has passed. He has to be supplanted by the go-giver. So it's not a huge phrase to think about it, but it's got huge meaning. Mm-hmm. And in our podcast as well, we always refer to our community as being a community of go-getters. And when I read that, I was like, wow, this is actually quite profound. It's a simple phrase, but we are... And bear in mind, when he wrote that book, that was... That was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was already talking about, I think the book was written near the Great Depression, which was some time ago. And he was already talking about how the era of the go-getter has passed and now we are in the era of the go-giver. And the more I thought about that over the last few weeks, the more I think there is something there for us to take away and to really like have some time to think about because we are all go-getters and we all want to achieve a lot but i think we've all it's either we have all or a lot of us can relate to working extremely hard to achieve something and it's just not happening the more mm. you get, the more it's not happening and i think if you look at every successful person out there like you can find a lot of like people that can relate to that where they have started off their careers chasing let's say money or chasing success and desperately going out to get every opportunity that's given to them just to be successful and not actually achieving that success the harder they work to it, the more impossible it seems to obtain mm-hmm. and as i was doing some research and like doing more thinking about it, i came across another book by bob berg and john david mann called the go-giver And in there, they were actually raising different points about why we should be focusing on being go-givers rather than being Mm -hmm. go-getters. For today's episode, I was thinking of going through some of those points and talking through them because I think we're so used to saying, be a go-getter, make things happen, take every opportunity that comes your way, that we we sometimes tend to forget that actually the more you give, the more you get back. And it's that simple principle of gratification and being thankful for you already have to receive more that we have touched on previously. But I think when you put it in business context, you would be surprised how many people still fail to understand that basic principle. And I think I can definitely relate to when I was reading through some of the book snippets um, to at times having been selfish and as I said, like having worked too hard for something that may not have necessarily served a great purpose just because I wanted to get it, just because it was my goal. I wanted mm. to. I'll be interested to see where where the balance lies between the two. Yeah. 
yeah. in terms of actually you're going out to go and get something because it's your aspiration, knowing that you need to give along the way. Where's the balance between the two? Because you can overdo on both sides. Mm-hmm. And particularly from a business point of view, how do you strike that chord, that balance between the two? Because yeah. that is extremely challenging sometimes. Absolutely. And how do you set it up from a business point of view so that you give the value that you want, but still get the rewards that you would expect because you're talking about a business entity almost. It will be interesting to see. And yeah. I, I, I can think of, you know, probably the biggest people that I, person that I can think of in this is, you know, Gary V. Yeah. Right? He gives a load of value, but like you try booking that guy for, for a talk. It's crazy. I mean, I don't even know what his fee is, but from the way he talks, his fee is nuts. Like crazy, crazy, at least five figures. So how do you strike that balance between the two? Yeah, yeah. It would be, it would be yeah, Let, let's explore it together. But um, it was definitely something that came across my mind the more I was reading about it. I was like, how do you actually find that balance where you're not... Um, giving too much of yourself and actually not filling your own glass like is that mm. thing of like you can't pour into other people or other things unless your glass is full mm-hmm. and the more i was reading about that i was like okay where is the balance between the two because it's a tricky one definitely and as you said in business there needs to be a point where you are still making profits and you are driving the business forward, but you are serving others. So you're not just chasing money for the sake of chasing money. Because mm. um, I think maybe this is the difference between the extremely successful businesses and the ones who just, just make it, just about make it. Um, so yeah. um, what, what was the definition that they gave of a go-giver in the book? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I did not write that, but... Um, Super find it. I too find it if you give me because I'd be interested to know exactly kind of where they um, position that because I think you made a really really good point in fact that you know you you're you're pouring from a glass or or from a jug that consistently has um, a supply of water yeah if I look at it from a business point of view although my financial services. I'm very, very critical of, they don't, they don't, I don't think that they do this enough, anywhere near enough. Um, But then again, financial services is very, very, very old fashioned in a Mm -hmm. way. But if you think about new businesses, a lot of them do have this philosophy of actually providing information because we are in an information age where you give a lot of information to empower people's decisions, to empower people's um, knowledge. And mm-hmm. when they finally get to the juncture of, okay, I need to do something about this, they come to the source of which, from where they got their, their information. Yeah. So I can see it from that point of view, from a yeah. business um, point of view as well. Yeah, so I found the definition while we were chatting now. Um, so the way the repertoire in the book is, when we say a goal-giver, we're simply referring to a man or a woman who has the great attributes of a successful person. One of those basic attributes is the ability to take one's eyes off oneself in order to focus on contributing and adding value to the lives of others. That's the person who accomplishes the most. Mm -hmm. Which is where people like Gary Vee will do very, very well because, I mean, I don't listen to him. I don't know what happened to Gary Vee. You know what? There was a period of time where I was coming across his content all the time and now just to think of it, for the last three three months or so, I've barely come across him. I don't know whether he's gone quiet or... Oh, he's, he's still there. He, he's still posting. Maybe, maybe it's just my social feed. I've not come across him at all over maybe the last three months. Social feed. To be honest, I haven't come across him as much on Instagram, but I keep coming across him on YouTube mm. like more. So I know at some point he was talking about shifting strategies and where you should be focusing, et cetera, um, as the social guru uh, that he is. Um, but I think I have been coming across a lot more of his content on YouTube. So I think it, Gary Vee is an interesting case study as a whole. Like we can talk about him just for the whole podcast. Mm-hmm. 
like his journey, like from having followed him for years now. And I remember years ago when I used to work at the drum, he actually came and spoke. Like we had Gary V in the building and he came and gave us like a talk one evening. That talk was overbooked. So we had all of the stuff was able to attend. And we, so that must have been at least four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know who Gary V is before he came. Um, so I had to do research to look into him. And then I was like, okay, wow, he's quite interesting. And then um, we, so all of staff was able to attend. And we had a limited number of tickets because he was literally hosting our office canteen. Um, we had a limited number of tickets to invite clients or other partners. That talk was so overbooked, people were actually trying to crush the event as if it was the Hollywood party. There mm-hmm. were people outside the building entrance just begging to be let inside to come and see him. Mm-hmm. He was a um, and I'm not going to lie, the talk was profound. And like we managed to speak to him afterwards. And like I managed to speak to him. And like exchange some ideas. He's he's great, but he I quite like his style probably because he's very direct and like ruthless about the way he says things. And I'm like everyone that knows me knows that I am always being told I'm too direct at times. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I relate to his style of saying things. Um, but yeah, that was like four or five years ago, and he was already so huge. But if you have followed him from that time until now you would have seen like even the way he contributes or adds value to people's life has changed mm-hmm. he has started off with doing the basic things like just him talking to his phone on social media to then doing the daily vlogs in the day of gary v to now like he's got like a whole team of 10 people that travel around him and his life is basically just a movie he's they're shooting every single meeting he has every single conversation he has in the office. It, it's like a production company that walks around mm-hmm. 24-7. Yeah. Um, so even the way he adds value has significantly changed throughout the years. But on that note, um, so one of the first points that they raised in that book so, um, was that the best way to succeed is not to try and take everything from life for yourself, but to share with others. Hmm. So that was one they made which I was like that is quite that's quite interesting and it's funnily when I read that maybe like an hour later I was listening to the Michelle Obama podcast and in her first episode with Barack Obama she was talking about how when she was growing up or when she was a young adult there wasn't such thing as like you want to have it all like there was a conception of and both her and Barack agreed that it wasn't about having it all. It was about realizing that you have to sacrifice certain things to have other things. Mm-hmm. Others. And then she's, she said that now, over the last few years, when she goes on book tours or when she goes to speeches, people always ask her, how can I have it all? Like mothers and children, like everyone has that mindset of like having it all. And she made a really interesting point there where she said, if you have it all, somebody else has nothing. Yeah, because I think what she was alluding to there, that there was once upon a time this uh, sense of community. Yeah. Like everybody's in it together and, you know, well, I don't know, know, certainly Nigerian culture and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your neighbours are your aunts and your sisters and everybody mucks in, right? Whereas now it's not like that at all. It's every every man and woman for themselves. Yeah. And that's, that's where she's right for you to have it all, somebody else hasn't got to have it. But the mentality is still, I want to have it all because I'm in the fight on my own, yeah. which, is a con- which is a complete contradiction to what we're talking about here as a go-giver, giving to other people yeah. to enhance their lives as well as yours at some stage. And yeah. Yeah, that, that conversation with them was actually very, very, uh, very interesting because it, you can kind of see how that being a core element of their beliefs mm-hmm. carried through all the way through to the Obama presidency. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was, it was an interesting listen. If you're not, if anybody's not listened to it, go and listen to it. It's a very, very interesting listen because that theme runs through everything that they've done, everything that they said, everything that they, that they did uh, in the presidency. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like I read her book a couple of a few months ago as well, like Becoming, and even there, that team, as you said, just runs through the whole book of how everything was about the community and society first, beyond, like before putting personal needs. So it's an interesting one, and I think it relates to business as well because even in the book that I'm referring to, the Goal Giver book, um, they still talk about like making sure that you add value to the experience of every single customer. Mm. Like, it's no longer just saying like, oh, they buy specific products from you, so you have added value, or you made the sales, so it's like you have added value to them. Like I think, especially now, and like over the last few years, we have seen the rise of the experience industry wherever it may be, whether it's like experiential restaurant experiences or whether it's um, experiential fitness experiences, experiences as a whole. And I think there is a reason behind that is like people do want that extra value added to their life. They don't want to just like purchase the product anymore. And then that doesn't necessarily meet their needs because that assumes a basic now. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, it, it is an interesting one. It will be interesting to hear, to hear what people listening to this actually think. Because to be a go-giver, it takes a little bit of, you have to be introspective enough to understand and make the decision to actually give value to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That should be a pretty easy um concept or decision to come to depending on your experiences and your your persuasion yeah but again how do you arrive at that point because i think everybody will will arrive at it in a different way depending on what they want to achieve in life yeah so there's that interesting dynamic of within your goal how can you be a goal giver regardless yeah. of whether you're in a business or whether you're just you know an employee or just your own personal goals how can you be a goal giver yeah given what you want to achieve in life yeah and i think this is that we have come to a place where i think there is a divide between others interests and what i want to achieve and it's to do with that individualism and like my goals should come first and i'm guilty of having that mentality in the past um so it's how do you merge the two and put other people's interests first in order to achieve your goals? Because that means merging the two circles and mm-hmm. finding the ground between, oh, this is what's needed in society or by specific group of people. And this is what I can provide to add value and to like meet that need and also achieve my goals, whether that's financial freedom, whether that is having a business, whether that is growing and like meeting specific needs in society because you have that skill that can fill the gap. Um, I think this is where a lot of people struggle because the two just don't sit naturally together in our heads. We're used to seeing them as two different things. It's others' interests and then there's my interests. Like how do they meet in the middle? Yeah. I mean, I think as well, even if you think about the premises of why businesses are created, businesses are created to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And it's often the, the problems of somebody else that you're looking to solve. Yeah. I think sometimes it gets lost in the, the business cycle, though, and people lose sight of why they started to do something in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it becomes about something else, which yeah. is why it's important in that definition where they talked about a person of influence or a person of success, right? Yes. Because it comes, funny enough, actually, the the podcast I've literally just recorded for Conversation of Money, before Mm -hmm. this, we were talking about this specifically and the fact that in order for you to give, you need to have enough to give. And it's almost like chicken and egg. So even as an individual or business, this is completely irrelevant, but the point will still stand that you can't give what you do not have. And mm-hmm. in order for you to give what you have, there has to be some personal interest in there in order for you to meet that latter goal of actually being a giver. Yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic of how do you then balance the two and reconcile those two things at the same time? Mm. I think just thinking about them now, it would definitely take a good amount of self-awareness 
and like knowing yourself, knowing your values, knowing what you're trying to achieve, and then identifying how you can be of service to others. And some of the stuff I read when I was doing research for this podcast was by different authors, but they were just talking about like ways that we can all be better at um, giving back. And some of the things were very simple, yet we overlook them daily. The basic thing of listening, like just listen to what people tell you. Like if someone is telling you about a challenge they have or a problem they have, like are you fully listening? Are you really trying to help? Or you're just trying to tell them, oh, everything will be fine and then move on with your day. Like, are you really listening? Have you, like, how, when is the last time you asked someone, how is that project? Do you need any help? Like, how can I be of service? How can I help here? Uh, is there any way that I can support you? Because honestly, I can't remember the last time someone asked me that. Like, most people are like, oh, this is great. This is, what you're doing is amazing. But how, when is the last time someone offered you to help without you asking for it? Yeah and, that, yeah, and this comes back to the whole thing that they were talking about on the Michelle Obama podcast, the fact mm-hmm. that before there used to be this sense of we're all in this together, so how can I help you, Belina? Do you need any help with that? Whereas now it's kind of like very individual. So everyone will take it, might take an interest in, oh, you're doing this, this is really, really cool. But the underlying question is, okay, so how do I benefit from it? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which actually introduces a really interesting dynamic as well, thinking about that thinking, well, if everybody wants to benefit from something that you're doing, yeah. so what do you give in order for you to be a giver in something that is actively being sought after? Do you know what I mean? Which comes back to the whole business thing yeah. of what, what problem are you solving? Yeah, yeah. It has to be a problem that you're solving. If you're solving a problem that people are facing and they're, they're of this persuasion of, oh, I could benefit from that, mm-hmm. are you giving you get back. Yes. Yeah. But it's understanding, okay, so where do the thing where do those two things meet? And how mm. do you bridge the gap between those two things within a proposition or something? Like even this podcast, what we're trying to do here is trying to get people to tap into the extraordinary, achieve life goals. Okay. Everybody wants to achieve life goals. Okay, but are we bridging the gap in a way that adds value to the person so that if we wanted to build something separate in the future, is it a vehicle to do so? Same thing with, you know, conversation of money, all of the free content that I give, all of the stuff that I talk about in terms of investing, everybody wants to invest and everything like that. Now, how do we bridge that gap? And that's maybe something I'm still struggling with just a little bit, but the idea is by giving and putting content out, which is what Gary V always talks about, putting content out, having content available for people to consume, you start to build relationships and you start to build bridges. Yeah. 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 And, and like even building those relationships, it goes back to the basic things of like saying thank you, building those relationships, actually listening to people, being grateful for like being given opportunities. I think way too often we just take it for granted. We're like, okay, thanks. Thanks for that opportunity. Moving on. Like how good are we at keeping those relationships? And perfect example is like networking. As you said, you have to give to get back. Like that goes for everything in life, whether it's business, whether it's your personal relationship. That goes for everything. You need to like even being grateful. You like we've talked about this on the episode. Are you really ready to receive the life you want? Because mm-hmm. if you're not grateful for what you already have, you're not getting what you want. It's mm-hmm. as that. So um the perfect example of it, of this is networking. How many of us have gone to our first networking event thinking that I just need to get to know as many people as possible. I need to get as many business cards. I need to meet as many people as possible. Um, if you're in sales, you need to like find leads. You need to, it's just like that obsessive of like what I need, what mm-hmm. I need. And then I went through like years of going to networking events before I spoke to someone and they were like, you're doing it wrong. You should go in there genuinely interested in these people, who they are and how you can help them. And like asking them, how can I help you? Or how can I support what you do? You know what? It's interesting you say that because this happened. So obviously social distancing, there's no, there are no networking events right now, but LinkedIn, LinkedIn is nuts right now. So the amount of emails that I get, so 
I had a prime one two days ago uh, mm-hmm. from uh, someone who works in the same industry, so financial services industry. Okay. We're talking about, you know, um, well, let me just find this message because I went back and I was like, you don't know, you don't know about, you don't know what I do, but you yeah. want to send me a customized video telling me how you can benefit me. Yeah. But you don't know what I do. So how can you send me a video, a customized video, when you haven't actually asked me what I do? Yeah. What's your vision for the business? Who do you service? You don't know that. So how can you do me a video to tell me what you do and how it's going to benefit me without knowing that information? And I yeah. think that's a really, really valid point. The fact that, you know, it does take an interest in actually understanding what people actually need and what they want. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oftentimes we get that so wrong because it's like, oh, I've got this target and you're just going about it completely the wrong way. Yeah. And it's almost, yeah. it's counterintuitive, really, to be honest. It, but I sent the message back and I, it was just so funny. It was like, <laughs> you, you looked at the name of the business, Money Intelligence. You probably had to look at the profile. Or maybe you've not, by the way, actually, by the, by the sounds of the email that he sent me, he just looked at it, looked at what sector I work, and he didn't actually look at the company profile. Yeah. But he's just automatically assumed that I'm a financial advisor looking for financial advisor clients. It's like, well, no, because that's not my market. That's yeah. not who I'm looking for. I'm not looking for people who've already got money who are flooded yeah. by financial advisors wanting to take on their money. I'm looking, after, I'm looking for the guys who are between that place of they've got a career, they've got spare income, but they haven't yet got enough to go and see a financial advisor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, these things are really important. It's all about the questions that you ask and the interest that you show. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I mean, I have worked in sales. So that was like sales 101. Like, list, ask people as many questions as possible. Like, what are they trying to do? Who are they trying to reach? How are they currently doing it? What's working? What's not working? Um, how can you help them? What problem are you solving? But I obviously come from a sales background, so I know that. I fully appreciate that anyone else who's not got that training does not appreciate it. And even I, with that training, I still had the wrong approach of networking. For some reason, I was seeing it as a different thing. Uh, and I think it's that old school mentality of like, you just get as much as you can from this mm-hmm. event. You go to like, get as much ROI as possible. And I'm like, no, actually the best relationships I've developed from networking have been the one where I literally just became friends with them for the evening. I just spoke to them normally. I got to know who they are. And then we ended up working together like later on. But like if that, even <laughs> the message you got on LinkedIn is, quite funny because two days ago my mom got exactly like similar call on her phone and it was from like a marketing agency in Bulgaria wanting to do her SEO and like they literally called her and they were like we're sending you an invoice we, we will do this for you blah 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 and he was like you haven't even asked me who I am like uh-huh. they were already like sending sent her invoices and saying what they're doing for her and she was like I'm sorry who are you like how do you know me like mm-hmm. that, some of the techniques out there I'm like wow does that actually work to anyone like you haven't even like the human element is lost you haven't even asked that person how are they is this the person I'm speaking to you know what and that's the big thing it's the human element it's the human element of things so for example like I've had a number of people on LinkedIn approach me the other day um this week and actually one has messaged me right now um and the message was I've been watching your content um I want to talk about um, planning for my future, uh, yeah. my financial future and things that I can put in place. I'd really love to have a chat with you mm-hmm. about, you know, working together and stuff. So I could have easily gone back and be like, okay, cool. My, my service is X amount, X amount, X amount. But yeah. that doesn't, that, that's not the right approach to take. So my approach is, okay, look, why don't you book a free discovery call? We yeah. can have a chat and it's all about you telling me what you want to achieve. And then from there, I can say, okay, I can help you here or I can't help you. Because yeah. you, it's, it's the human element that matters. Like people buy people. People don't buy products and services. People buy people. And regardless of whether you're in a business or whether you're doing something in a personal capacity, that human connection, that human relationship is so, so, so important. It, it annoys me so much on LinkedIn. Now that I've got money intelligence on, on LinkedIn and conversation of money and it's been on there, the messages I get are just numerous and they all take the same approach. There's no... What do you actually do? What do you yeah. want to achieve? Who are you targeting? Why are you doing what you're doing? There's nothing of that. Oh, let me tell you how we can help. It's like, you don't know what I do. So how do you know how you can help me? 
you, you have, don't have a basis of understanding to be able to offer me something that is going to align with what I want to achieve, which yeah. is basically empowering people between the ages of 25 and 44 to begin investing in the market, be better with money and use money as a tool to build for the future. Yeah. If you don't know that, how can you provide me something that's going to help me on my journey? And as a marketing person, I am fascinated by the fact that we live in the age of personalization. All marketing communications are more personalized than ever. Like everyone's trying to be personalized. The websites completely change based on who you are and when's the last time you visited them, where you bought from them, and like what is your profile. Like so marketeers try to be as personal as possible yet there are so many companies out there that are like more negligent than ever when it comes to personalization it's like that stark contrast between we live in the era of people want to be recognized for who they are and want to be acknowledged as human beings not just i'm a male or i'm a female mm -hmm. so showing me all your male clothes uh etc um but and equally when it comes to sales and loads of like small businesses, I think they just all go in the opposite direction. It's like, are you not seeing that trend that people want to be acknowledged for who they are? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's fascinating. And I think one of the things when I was reading the book was um, that came up was that being of service, um, that if you choose to be of service, um, it actually means that you engage with the with no expectation of reciprocity. Mm -hmm. And we all have to be very honest with ourselves when we engage most of the time, somewhere in the back of our minds, whether it's now or in three months' time, you do hope that that will come back to you in some way. And it's that, like, it's definitely going to make me think a bit more when I'm asking for things from people or when, when I'm helping personally. Am I expecting anything back, whether it's now or six months' time? Because it doesn't always need to be immediately. Um, but I think it's just a good point to think about because we're just so programmed that everything needs to have some kind of outcome. Yeah. I think, again, it's, it's with that, is trying to balance your expectations. Mm -hmm. for, especially if you're running a business, your expectations. Because yeah. even if I look at it for what I do, you know, the videos that I put out, all the content that I put out around investing and on all of this financial matters and people messaging me on Instagram every single day. I mean, my DMs, I must receive between 20 and 15 and 20 DMs a day. Going yeah. back to each of those people, giving my views and, you know, saying you need to bear this in mind, all that kind of stuff. That's all very well. But if you're building a business at some point, there is a commercial side to it. So... Mm -hmm. I don't think you can fully completely just kind of like take off the table the fact that there needs to be a commercial kind of like return in, in some way, shape or form. It's a really hard thing to balance. It's a very, very hard thing to balance, but it's an interesting one because I don't know, I, I've still not got it right right now. I've, I still haven't got it right. It's something I'm still trying to figure out. Mm. No, definitely. Like it's, I mean, I don't have my own business yet, but I, I knew that this is a struggle from like even working with the family business, et cetera. It's a struggle of like how much do you give before you expect some returns? Because sadly, when we're talking about businesses, we're talking about resources, mm -hmm. about money being thrown at things. So that is not, <laughs> there isn't like a limited fountain of resources that you can just keep putting out there until something sticks to the wall. It's just not feasible especially in today's day and age and mm. the world we're living. You can't just be pouring money at everything and hoping that something works. So I think it's, it's a hard balance to reach. But um, I think with this, I'm not saying we have the solution with it, but I was hoping that this podcast or the episode specifically gets people thinking about how much of a go-getter mm -hmm. are you? Yeah. How much of a go-giver are you? Like, because mm -hmm. you need to balance of the two. Um, so I want to end this on like a quote that I read that was actually, it kind of summarizes everything you need to know about this topic. And it was, be of service because you want to be enthralled by the word, not because the, you want the word to be enthralled by you. And I think if you just put that in the forefront of everything that you do, you will be somewhere on the right track. Yeah. 
you'll not be doing things to look good, to look amazing, to look supportive. Um, I can think of 20 different cases now that this is relevant to, uh, especially at the moment. Um, and do it because you want to be immersed in the world. You want to be fascinated by the world and everything the world that is offering, not necessarily because you want the world to be fascinated by you. Yeah, and I definitely, I definitely agree with that. You know, how are you going to benefit somebody else's life? That's ultimately what it's yeah. all about. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I've got my goal of, you know, being able to change the way people interact with financial services and products. And that's by providing knowledge and equipping people with, with the tools to be able to use money as a tool. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. And I think, you know, regardless of what you're doing, especially on a day-to-day basis, you don't have to be in a business, you know, just from a personal point of perspective, how do you add value to somebody else today? Yeah. or this week or this month or my favorite way of saying it is like leaving every room better than when you walked in absolutely absolutely you add in every room that you walk in or every conversation you have makes the big difference at the end of the day yeah absolutely i completely agree so we're going to move on to goals for the the next week um yeah. to be honest yeah. i've got i've got a carryover because i need more clarity on what i need to do bearing in mind I've got this two year line in the sand almost. Mm-hmm. I need to, I really need to think long and hard about the clarity and how I'm actually going to make that happen. Well, okay. not just in terms of like in two years time, but what I need to implement right now. Do I focus more on one thing than the others? And do I put a couple of things on the back burner focusing on one thing as a priority? Yeah. I need to get my head around that because that's going to be quite telling on whether I achieve my goal or not. Yeah. It's a big thing. And like, I think even a week is, is ambitious to achieve that and to set that out. Because as you said, just in the space of week, you have already made some realizations for yourself. So take all the time you need, because I don't think that's a goal you should rush through. Just yeah. To- I mean, because when I, when I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, cool. Well, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could do that. And I was like, oh yeah. So if I wanted to do this, I need to do this. But I'm like, okay, hold up a minute. But am I tying myself down here so that I can't move necessarily in a couple of years time? Mm-hmm. And it's not on the cards that we don't move because Ilona, she wants to move. She's spoken about it for years. Now for years, I've put it off. I was like, no, 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 no. Why would I want to do this? Why would I want to do that? And then it's, it's over the last maybe year or so, I was thinking, why? Like I'm waking up in the morning, going to work. It's absolutely chucking it down. It's horrible. <laughs> like, why do I not want to move to a place where there's a better climate and a completely different way of life? Like, why wouldn't I want to do that? And it was the same old trap of, well, I've got a career, I've got a job. And I was like, okay, well, if that is the case, then I need to basically de- develop something that isn't going to tie me to a location. Yeah. What I'm doing right now does not, or what I have been building for the last 18 months does not tie me to a location. I didn't know this when I started. I had no idea when I started Conversation with Money in January 2019 that it would get me to this junction here where I'm thinking, in two years' time, I could literally just go off to, to Dubai and live out in Dubai just by producing YouTube videos, courses, coaching, and all this stuff. I wasn't even thinking about that. But it is a reality that is possible. And yeah. ultimately, that's where we want to be because we want to have a different pace of lifestyle. And I've been very, very lucky that a lot of stuff that I've done over the last 18 months has put me in a position where I'm very, very lucky. I'm very, 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 very lucky. Indeed, I have a small mortgage. That's it. I don't have any debt. Most people will call that financial freedom to a certain extent. Yeah. So it, it's allowed me to go to that next step. And that is what I'm looking at. What's the next step to get fulfillment in life and not just working nine to five, being in that rat race. So I need yeah. to, I need to, consider all of the options to enable me to make that specific thing happy because I'm very, very lucky to be in the position that I'm in. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like I'm 10 years behind and I'm already thinking that like, I do not want to be tied to a specific country or a specific location. And I know it's cheesy. I know everyone wants to be a digital nomad. And I know everyone wants to work from everywhere, but in reality, this is what would actually make me happy. Like knowing that I can go and see my family whenever I want to without having to like think about like manual leave, etc. cetera. Um, and just being able to work from anywhere in the world because mm. I really think I would be more productive if I was able to take 
a holiday whenever I want to and then work whenever I want to because sometimes I feel like working on weekends. Yeah. But I work on weekends now, there'll be no one working with me because yeah. I have a corporate job. So I'll be working yeah. by myself for no damn reason. So yeah. yeah. Uh, my goals for the coming week are I finally have my um, assignments deadline next Wednesday. Okay, yeah. So you need to get that submitted. Yeah, finally submitting that. Uh, I need to get back on track with my diet the minute I'm back in the UK in two mm-hmm. Because, good news, it's been a struggle to eat healthy. Uh, well, <laughs> being fed foods 24-7. Mama's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's cooking. Grandma used to be a chef. It, it's mm-hmm. hard out here. <laughs> <laughs> and... I, I do need to get back to like doing a bit more studying because I feel like holiday mode, but also falling behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my goal is to do four different courses. I'm doing two for project management and two for marketing degree uh, by the time we speak next week. And obviously... So how many was that, sorry? Four. Two, what? Four. four. Two for project management, two for marketing degree, and then I do need to do the marketing push for the new website because that is happening in the next week. So I'm going to need to work up some magic there. So there's a lot happening in the next week, but okay. um, I'm going to try to get all of it done. So okay, cool. Well, that's and quite a lot there. I'm sure you'll be okay. Yeah. This is your chance to also reevaluate your goals and, and think about what's gone well in the last week, what hasn't gone well. Is there anything stopping you from achieving your goals? This is a good time to reevaluate what you could do different because there is no such thing as failure. We just learn from the mistakes or like how we organize our priorities. Um, and if you need extra help and want to join our accountability circle, then we do have the group and the community on Facebook now. It, you can find it in our Facebook page, so tap into Extraordinary. Uh, and the accountability circle is there. We would love to create a community of other like-minded individuals uh, and overachievers to do this goal-setting and goal-tracking sessions with us. So please join us in the community and follow us on social media in Tapito Extraordinary to hear more episodes if you haven't heard the others you have missed out because there were so many gems already (laughs) Uh, and i think all of them kind of fit into the same picture and they all add into like becoming that incredible person that would help you achieve your goals so if you haven't tuned into the previous episode yet then head over to social media or to spotify find us hear the episodes and look forward to seeing you in the community yes guys and yeah thank you so much for listening to this um, do join the community we would love to hear from you hear your thoughts what you thought of the podcast what your goals are there'll be some freebies that we're going to throw in there as well when you join the community so make sure you do and we look forward to seeing you inside until the next episode we'll take, we'll take care and we'll catch you later on yeah have a great week bye, Cheers, bye.